Yeah, it's interesting. I, I got some 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 feedback about you know the part in 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 the study where uh, it's sort of it was weird the recommendation where it said the Harvard study makes three recommendations for tackling the loneliness epidemic, mm-hmm. and the, and the second one societally mm-hmm. to encourage government organizations and communities to be more intentional and systematic about connecting us to each other. Mm-hmm. I wonder mm-hmm. what is like what does that what does that actually mean? Like in terms of what what could a government do mm. um, to you know to, well, I, to put that in place? I suppose it means. I mean, the first part makes sense, doesn't it? The first part at least is sort of actionable mm-hmm. in the sense of being more intentional, so you can have this this clear intention. Okay, loneliness is clearly a problem. Um, we we need to do more to connect people obviously if loneliness is the problem then connection is the solution but then yeah as you say and i think as your mate sort of commented on the the facebook post how that then is actually systematically implemented that's a whole other different matter because the thing is even if you got systematic about making people interact like even if you had policies that said, okay, um, when someone comes in for medical help or, you know, for some kind of um, advice from a council, then you have to sort of talk to them in a certain way and you have to like encourage people to, to talk to one another. The, the key thing about connection is that it's qualitative and not quantitative. Right. So... That was the thing I found interesting about the article, because in a way, it's 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 sort of counterintuitive that there's a loneliness epidemic, because social media makes us interact more and more often than ever before in human history. Well, that's and that's, but that's the trap, right? Yeah, that's the that's the trap, because the you're doing all this sort of there's all this activity happening mm. there's all this engagement happening mm. uh, you know comparatively far far more than you ever did before before mm. the advent of social media so you you have this sense of a, a, a busyness around communicating like a volume right mm. Mm. and and then even you know even people there's, it's so much easier, to, you know, to understand just sort of straightforward loneliness where you're just like alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And then this other one is such a mind fuck because you're you're actually, you're probably not even alone physically, but yeah. but you're not really connecting with the person beside you because you're connecting with like someone anywhere, right? Yeah. Via text yeah. or, or whatever, yeah. or Facebook. And then also, I think you sort of lose the the, the sort of skill set mm. to like connect with the person beside you because you just haven't really been paying attention. Yeah, that's right. Your exactly. attention's elsewhere, so you're like, "What is this person? What what are what are the things that we're mutually into? What yeah. is this person into? What's happening in, in their life? Like, yeah. like how can I sort of send energy that?" Uh, the person interprets as being like, oh, this person is like aware of my like actual life. Mm. Um, and 
And I think like, right. Cause like people are experiencing loneliness while literally being together 24 hours a day. Right. Yeah. Because they can't go to work. They're working at home. Couples are both at home. Yeah. And, and yet that doesn't make any sense. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? It's, it really is like we're losing that ability to, to, to connect to each other in a genuine way. It was funny. I was watching uh, friends the other day and, um, it Somebody was mentioning friends is is uh so i haven't w- watched anything but i've someone was telling me that uh at times it can feel like really outdated with mm-hmm. some of the, some of the, the stereotypes it's so strange because it looks like it could be right now but it, yeah it's a completely different world and these things happen they crop up that are really jarring like for example how those guys have no problem connecting because they it's their only way to interact. Their only, their only way to interact is to do it face to face in a, in a, in a real public space. So it was interesting seeing how they had to navigate the awkwardness of talking to people they didn't know on the regular in a way that's not quite there anymore. You know, like, cause now if you like, for example, if you like, if you've got the hots for someone, you can, you know, you can just start, you can basically just the, the, the machinery is there for you to stalk them, which, you know, 20 years ago would have been criminal behavior, but now it's completely normal. It's like, you know, are they on Instagram, are they on Facebook, are they on whatever? And mm-hmm. you can find them easily. And then you can like the phrase that I see in the paper a lot is like slide into their DMs. And there's no, there's no risk that, so there's no vulnerability. That's that was the thing when we were sort of talking a lot about the Sherry Turkle stuff, like, and it, and it comes up in hearing, doesn't it, in the hearing project mm-hmm. stuff, like real, real high quality connection demands vulnerability. You have to make yourself vulnerable. So it's almost like there's a couple of things happening. It's like we're losing, or, or rather not that we're losing, but we're, it, we're no longer required to be vulnerable in that way. So I think like you were saying, it's well, almost we still like are. we've forgotten. We still are required in order to make a connection. We still are. We're just, yes. Yes. we're just not doing it because it feels like we're not required, but because, because there are alternatives, which is yeah. just to communicate di- digitally where, where it's not actually you, you, you don't have to be vulnerable. Like we used to say, you know, like if uh, if social media was hooked up to Elon Musk's Neuralink so that it, it it posted images regularly throughout the day without your consent of exactly what you were doing and exactly what you looked like and exactly how you felt, no one would be on social media. We're on it because it, it, it protects us from vulnerability. We can present our way in an, we can present ourselves in an unrealistic way. So it's almost like the more we're able to do that, the less comfortable we are being vulnerable and maybe even slowly over time, the less capable we are of being so. And and it's hard because I, I, I definitely, um, I, sometimes I don't know what to do because I'm not that active on these. I don't really, I, I mean, I guess WhatsApp and even, like iMessage is is actually a social network, um, mm. but 
not not really in the way that we we think of them or we're, mm. we're talking about today but but sometimes i get jealous of, of people that are are they seem to be part of these these communities you know and because i've sort of made a, a choice not to participate to that degree mm. uh, I've, i i sometimes do get a sense that i'm i'm like missing out but mm. but then i you know i try to remind myself that you know there it's quite a, a hollow Mm. Um, hollow connection that's out there so what i want to you know am i am i interested in really accumulating uh you know a bunch of hollow connections out there yeah i I don't know yeah that's right yeah that's um, right what's what's quality and what's quantity Yeah. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when 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 things open up again how like our minds fucking you know react you know to having yeah. these the things that i've I, I talk about and i miss are the casual the mm. casual interactions right like the mm. strange you know you're having a chat with just like strangers right yeah, yeah. it's it's some guy who rocks up next to you at at the bar and just sort of striking up a a chat right like the best part of traveling is just kind of the random people that you meet yeah that's um, right and then even you know, are, are people going to be, have, you know, a lot of anxiety They you know, that they, I mean, some people already had this, but you walk into this really packed, you know, market, like people everywhere and you're close proximity. Mm. Um, our brains might be like, what the fuck is going on? Well, it's funny. I, I actually really notice it. Like I, I noticed that I'm much more affected by other people in general. Um, mm-hmm. like in, in not in like, not a good way in the sense that I'm like, I feel easily like encroached upon in terms of physical space or even like volume, you know, if there's people nearby when I'm out on the street or in the store talking loud, it's like, it's disturbing. So I think it will probably take a while yeah. to, to kind of get used to that again. Yeah. But it's interesting also, cause I noticed that, um, I noticed that like I've said to you, you know, go and get my, my free prep coffee every day here in London. It's like l- those little interactions actually, that ca- do they do feel quite precious? Oh, they like feel if great. You, like yeah. if someone, if the person I'm buying coffee from actually makes a point of saying thanks or, or that, yeah, there's like these little micro interactions that do feel very warm and, and genuine. Cause maybe in the past it would have been a lot easier to just have very superficial like consumer producer kinds of interactions in shops. But now because of the pandemic and because illness and death and vulnerability in a sense is a bit more in the forefront of people's minds. It's almost a little bit like there's a window of opportunity to connect in a more genuine way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I was more real man this week. I've, I've been told I've been, uh, I've been called an asshole by a, a few people already though this week. So it was so funny. It's like, I, I, I was biking towards, um, I was just like biking, like towards the Don Valley to go like mountain biking. And there's a stretch where I, I sort of have to go the wrong way on a, on a one way street, you know? Okay. Uh, but, but in my mind, I mean, no, I don't know if everybody will agree with this, but when you're on a bike, yeah, you got, it's a wriggle room. It's it's, it's it's blurred. Some gray area there, right? Yeah. yeah. And there was another. There's a woman on a cyclist uh, on a on a bike was coming like towards me on the same street, and I was 
I was, I'm aware that I'm going the wrong way. So I like, you know, I saw before I would sort of hit her, I, I, I could go and curve onto the sidewalk. Right. Right. And then, I, and I, I could tell as, as I'm approaching her, she's like, she's just fucking one of these bike cops, you know, she's like, Uh-oh. one of these, like a citizen, she's going to do like a citizen's arrest on me or something. Oh my she, gosh. Was like, she was like, she was like, oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, wow. Like, Please. Like, you know, because, and it wasn't even because I was like, you know, threatening. I wasn't anywhere like near her. It was just because I was breaking a, a fucking rule, you know? Right, right. Oh my God. I was, wow. That must be, that's sad, right? Because like, and I, and, I, and I see that a lot when people, like like cyclists are kind of, there's half and half. There's cyclists that are super like anal and they're they're like that. They're just kind of, angry sort of all yeah. the time and looking for people looking to sort of you know do citizens arrest on people yeah um and then but it's so weird to me because when i'm on a bicycle i i am never happier than those moments the fucking freedom of just floating along right mm. in we're in the world and and cars are stopping everywhere and you know it's the best way it's the best place to be how can you how can you be on a bike and looking around for things to like piss you off? You know, that's man, true. It's yeah. Sad. It's sad. And man, whatever you look for. And that, that's an example of like the, the fact that you'll find whatever you're looking for. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for trouble, if you're looking to find somebody to criticize or someone that's doing something that you consider quote unquote wrong, mm-hmm. you'll find it. Mm-hmm. Right? it's true yeah it's very true just fucking yeah. you know when i'm when i even see you know like road uh people doing kind of weird moves like like uh like driving and stuff or whatever i, I mean i look at it i say great that's a fucking <laughs> wicked wicked swerve right it's kind of annoying right um mm-hmm. but good for you bold mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, how this relates to to that, but but um, I think that we there's there's a lot of it, the loneliness thing is interesting because it's it's like I bring up that other example because um, it's interesting to me that this woman would be coming from this like point of view in that mm-hmm. moment. That's where mm-hmm. she would go. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to loneliness, it's like, it's, it's an interesting thing is, is sort of how do we actually address it? Right. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a weird cycle because people that are experiencing it really don't know, you know, how to get out of it. And then people that are not, it's really kind of invisible. Right. Yes, um, exactly. Which makes it really hard to sort of, um, you know, to sort of address really like, you know, directly. Yeah. Um, but and I've even, you know, I've, I, I, there's people say that also they like men at middle age have a tendency to sort of just go inside themselves. You know, they stop kind of, I don't know why that is, but they stop kind of trying to be social. Oh, did uh, they say that? Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's, I, I just heard it recently on the radio. Right. Um, and I didn't really, I don't really know sort of, you know, why, but it's, it's so because, and especially now because of that, there's a generation, right? That generation um, is not, they're not as connected in a social, uh, social media community. Oh, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, So then, 
and and it's kind of always been that way, right? Like people have met each other in different ways. Like our parents met met each other doing some kind of like they would go to a fucking dance or something, which is like yeah, whatever. Which would be weird to host now. Mm -hmm. um, and then we met people in a different way, more at mm -hmm. bars and mm -hmm. you know maybe at school or whatever. But mm -hmm. um, and then now it's now it's different, right? Mm -hmm. um, but now that the generational sort of the the pace that things are 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 moving i think are make make it harder for people that are a bit outside of that of that generation yeah that's right and once you're sort of out of the uh the groove it's probably a lot harder to get back in yeah i mean i think probably sort of as you get older in a way there there are there are maybe fewer opportunities to actually go outside of your existing social circle you know what I mean? Like when you're younger, student, 20s, it's like 30s even, you're moving into lots of new different situations, maybe moving for work and stuff. But at a certain point, that sort of stops happening. And then, yeah, also it's like you become set in your ways. It's just difficult really because it's almost like there's a sense that you, um, it is quite easy to turn in on yourself a little bit. It's almost like, it again, because it really does require effort and vulnerability to make, to make connections with people. Yeah. And for me too, I, I find that I'm like, you know, I'm in a few group chats and sometimes like I'm, you know, I'll put some thing that I think is really, really funny on there. Mm -hmm. You know, it just gets no fucking no action. Oh no. You oh know? yeah. That's happened to me actually. Right. And, the, and, and, but I, and I, and I leave there thinking, well, why am I even on here anyway? Oh, man. <laughs> because if they don't appreciate my my jokes, why am I even on here? I had this awful experience early in the pandemic when I've never been in a group chat before ever. I'm only in that was the only I'm in one with my brother and my sister, which is very which is like very rare. And then I was added to one a bunch of old friends I had from London who like play poker virtually. So they're all chatting back and forth. And then I saw this thing on Facebook where the actor who plays Spider-Man challenged Jake Gyllenhaal to do a handstand and put a, put a shirt on in a handstand position. Did you see that? Did that pop up in your social media? No, but I saw it and I was like, I'm going to try this. Fuck it. Yeah. So I, so I set up a video camera <laughs> and did it. Because, wow, you know, I like physics, I could do it just about. You know, mm -hmm. you basically, you start without your top on, then you do a, do a handstand against the wall. Yeah. And then you kind of put the shirt on, which means you have to kind of bounce on one arm. So I did it, put it in the, put it in the, <laughs> put it in this group chat. There's probably about, I don't know, 40 people in this group chat. Right. Pretty much no one. And I even, the, 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 con the context of this thing, it was like the ice bucket challenge where you were supposed to do it and then challenged a couple of other people to do it. So I did it and challenged a few other people to do it. Crickets, nothing. Wow. And, and were you, you know, like thinking, I'd made myself sweaty. I, had a, I mean, talk about vulnerability. I was yeah. topless on the video, upside down. Were you Googling like, like uh is whatsapp like down <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what i did um oh it hurt yeah it hurt but that's the thing great risk i had to risk <clears throat> but then you're thinking 
Right, but but you're probably thinking never do that again, and that sucks because that yeah. was that was a cool thing that you did. But it doesn't matter because it's just like we're all. It doesn't matter because there's no fucking real commitment. It's not like and 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 sometimes I think that that's like my mistake, right? Like so, like there are lots of people in our group that like don't they're just in our group because they're part of the group, but they don't say anything ever. And, right. and my, and I don't, obviously I don't mind that. I don't, I don't care, but I'm not, I'm not the type to be in any group. And it's like, I feel a certain sense of commitment, right? If I'm yeah, in right. the group, I have to participate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and people don't feel that way. And like, that's totally fine. But that's where, where I can get more, like I can be more vulnerable and more frustrated because right. I'm like, I have this contract that I have signed, right? Social contract. Mm -hmm. And, and sort of there's an expectation that everybody else has, but they have, I can have it and right. nor should they, cause that's not the fucking, there's no, there's no such thing as this that's kind right. of contract. So yeah. it's really on me. But so then I'm just like, my instinct is to be like, well, fuck, I'm out of here because this thing is fucking, this thing is boring. Mm. And if, my instinct is that if I'm not, if it's not going to be a place where people are active, well, then why mm -hmm. am I even here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in the group yeah. chat? I mean, well, wow. because that's the thing it's, it's uh, group chats and social media in general can actually be places where, where it's possible to just be passive. Right. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you just, you're just receiving the information. You're not actually putting anything out there. Yeah. Yeah. And I get, and that's, and that's the thing too, is that that even happens in real life, right? Mm -hmm. There are people that, that I know friends of friends, friends, uh, that are like, yeah, they'll come to a, to a party and there'll be like four of them who are friends and, but it's a big party or a big event and they'll just sit in the corner all by, by themselves and chat. And, and that, that goes against the contract that I, I believe I have to like society, mm -hmm. um, where, and there are lots of the friends I have too, that will, that you bring them and they'll, they're just sort of spread out. They're just going and they're at the party and they feel that contract. They're going to go talk to everybody. They're going to go talk to my dad. They're going to yeah. go talk to this other guy who's just some fucking random guy. You know, they're just, they're in a party. So they're going to go around and they're going to talk to as many, many people as they, they want to, but they're wow. sort of in the community. They're yeah. not, I'm not trying to say they're out there sort of networking, handing out business cards. Yeah, they're, for sure. They're just sort of feel like, like if I'm here, hmm. um, but that's not always a good thing. I, I find that when I'm uh, like, like around drinking, I feel that too. If I'm like, if I'm at a bar, mm -hmm. I like, I, I feel uh, a responsibility to buy a drink. Right. That's not a real thing. If you're with a group, you can buy, you can buy a uh, water, you can get a water and some food or you can get a pop. Yeah. Um, but I tend to feel that I, I have to, to, there's some kind of a contract that, I, that, I, that I'm in, which is kind of weird. And in a way that brings us full circle because those things are very subjective, aren't they? And that's why it is difficult to actually systematically implement tools to get people connected. Yeah, you just got to do, uh, you know, what we learn in mindfulness. You, you just get to be the change you want to see. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, it's the local idea, isn't it? Of actually. Yeah. Like if you want, if I want to have more connections with people, I have mm -hmm. to, when I'm out in public, mm -hmm. be, be less on my phone. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's it. Then people will not see that example more. And, mm -hmm. and, and 
because it definitely affects me when I when I'll see like four you know teenagers sitting around just all on their own phones instead yeah. of like you know giving each other shit which is what we'd be doing what they should be doing yeah right? that's right yeah well that's another really interesting thing about friends as well like just no phones right like that you know your whole life no phones nothing not even an option you know land, so landlines <laughs> my daughter my daughter notices it she calls me on it too she's like put right. your phone away yeah 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 and yeah, that's right. she is, she has no problem. She's always present. She lives in the present mm. and it's, it's a really, really good. So she's a really good example. Yeah. Um, for me, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, though kids don't have necessarily have the empathy, uh, yeah. Thing going on yet. So they're kind of sometimes a little bit too present, right. but, um, but I do think it's interesting. I'll, well, we'll end it on this. When I do end up going out to the to the playground, it's if I leave my like it's almost impossible if I have my phone to not look at it. Yeah. But, but if I leave it at home, I I don't I don't miss it. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not like oh like it's so I don't really crave it because it's just not possible. Right. And then your other senses start to sort of perk up. You're like, yes, oh, absolutely. What's, what's, that? what's that bird? You know? This thing, I'm not sure if I mentioned this to you before, but um, back in the day when I was at university studying Heidegger, I got really interested in this because Heidegger is all about that attunement into the immediacy of life and how normally, like, you know, Heidi was talking about this in the, in the 1920s. So, you know, literally almost 100 years ago when, when Being in Time came out. But he even then was, was kind of saying, look, the normal way for humans to live is to be wandering around on, on autopilot and not to actually be engaged with, with life, that mm-hmm. your own life or to be authentically engaged with other people. I was just thinking about what you were saying about being at the playground or in the park, oh, beautiful Christie pits without your phone, like without your phone, you can really be there. You can fully be there. And I was reminded of this thing, Heidegger. Well, it was something I, I read about in the context of Heidegger, which was like back in the day in like samurai area, era, Japan, mm-hmm. the, the, the tea ceremony functioned in exactly the same way. So it, it, in, in in tea ceremony it's really like the most powerful people in the land who lived in splendor and riches and you, you were completely protected from ordinary life by their wealth and power they would actually create these elaborate rituals to to put them in the situation you described in christie pits where they could really come into a direct attunement with just how amazing life is. And the way they would do it is by, by meeting in basically like a beat up shack in a wood, like just this really simple wooden building, mm-hmm. crawl in and then drink tea out of the simplest ceramic cups. So what would happen is they would be able to kind of shed their societal role their position, their cultural identity, and just through the simplicity of that environment and that activity, 
connect completely as individuals. Yeah. And, and it's almost like that's the, in the hearing project that we've been working on, it's like that shift that takes place when you suddenly you and another person, your, your, the emotional Wi-Fi sync up has happened. You're really there. So for example, you could go to Christy Pitts with your daughter and you could be looking at your phone the whole time. You're not even in the park. You're not even with your daughter. You're not even you. You're still your business role. You're, you're conceptually, you are talking to people that aren't even there rehearsing conversations you haven't yet had. And it's, I mean, I'm being, a, I'm exaggerating here, but you're, it's almost like your daughter doesn't exist at points. Mm-hmm. So by subtracting the distraction out of that and being conscious and intentional, you can have a completely different experience, like a radically different experience and come away from that feeling grounded, connected, engaged, empowered, and enthused. Re- emotionally reset well because where you are is is where your mind is exactly exactly that's the thing and so le- at, learning to a- learning to ask those questions in the hearing project is like where am i when am i who am i really reflecting on that so that you can come back to where you actually are who who you actually are and decide what you actually want to be doing yeah. And that and that's the basis for real quality interaction. Now, can you systematize that? Possibly, if you give people the tools, if you give people step by step tools um, and yeah. you know, it, it encourage the practice. Uh, but it but it rests solely on the choice of the individual to make that commitment, to engage, to be vulnerable and to want to change the quality of their connection in that way. Hard to say any more than that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's leave it there. Okay, man. Good chat. Good chat. Good chat.